Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 227 with a review of The Hangover 3. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases that are hitting the theater near you. Each week we're going to try to give you as many reviews as we can of everything cool that is coming out near you and maybe some things that aren't cool i don't know why i just threw that in there probably because i'm doing this off the cuff because um (laughs) things are gonna be a little bit different right now mostly non-cool things (laughs) mostly yeah but we got some we got some pretty crazy things that are gonna be coming out pretty soon that uh hopefully all pan out and turn out to be as cool as uh i know as after earth (laughs) after earth is gonna be so awesome Hopefully, the, hopefully there'll be some cool things after after Earth. Yeah, like the internship, like that, uh, like uh, yeah. I, dude, have, the, the the new the newest new trailer for Man of Steel this is the one that starts off with like General Zod's transmission. I I have not seen that. You have not seen this trailer. I oh. have not seen it. No. My God, Carson, this like. I love the the previously newer trailer um, that started with you know the Russell Crowe voiceover and all that kind of junk. Like it right. was awesome to get like the good emotional like really good story. This like General Zod trailer it's just like balls to the wall crazy, um, awesome. Your buddy just yelling, "I will find him!" and uh, <laughs> crazy things. Uh, I, I'm very excited. Hopefully, I mean you know not as excited as you are for After Earth, but. Oh, of course not. <laughs> very, very excited to see this film. It has found you. <laughs> uh, that would that'd be funny to mash those trailers up, and you have Will Smith trying to help Jaden get away out- from <laughs> Man <Steel. laughs> Yes. Uh, it, it'd be good times. But, yeah, uh, 100 betas closing <laughs> in. It's like, I will find you. <laughs> And then Vince Vaughn co- shows up, and he's like, "Sometimes, the long shots pay off, or whatever." <laughs> eating a chip. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know you're excited for that movie. No, I'm not. You want you you're you're really desperate to find out what happened to their watch company. I uh, I I really want to know if they become successful interns. <laughs> it's it's important to At find Google. out. At <laughs> Google. Uh, you're you're anticipating giving that film a red paddle. I can only I, yeah. I I would be shocked if it got a green paddle. Who knows, man? Like like you said, the quote you were trying to throw up. Sometimes the long shots pay off the biggest. I mean, yeah. There you go. Th- this could be your favorite um your favorite film of the year. <laughs> I would uh yeah. I would eat my hat if uh, that turned out to be true. <laughs> I'd eat my words for sure. Which words would you be eating more if After Earth turned out to be amazing? I put uh, long shots pay off the biggest on a big chip and eat it. <laughs> for for which for for the internship o- <laughs> for the internship, yeah. Uh, so you're, so you're, it, it, you can conceive of a universe in which After Earth is actually good, but not. Uh, My girlfriend thinks it's gonna be good. Like she thinks it's gonna be like this. People are gonna go in with such low expectations, and it's gonna be awesome. I, for one, am not that uh, optimistic because that that CGI is just a problem. Yeah, I so. I, I, I think 
I think the CGI is going to be the least of this film's problems. I, th- I think it'll be one of those things where, like, yeah, it looks hokey, but then once you get into it, you're like, okay, I can accept it for what it is. Yeah, if, just... I mean, yeah, if the story is good, if it's better than what the previews make it seem. Well, no, I, I just mean that, like, I, I think that the effects may turn me off at first, but then I will ease into it. Kind of like how, like, you're watching a 3D movie and sometimes you just forget that it's in 3D partway through. Like, I'll forget that it's bad CGI. Like, I will accept it, but then the story won't i don't i don't think elevate like i i just think that the story itself is going to be the thing that that kind of takes me out of the film yeah i mean we'll say it's it's weird how there's no real buzz on it although it comes out next week and haven't really heard anything about it so that's kind of weird but i don't know well we will find out shortly um but uh yeah you doing all right tonight yeah pretty well did you have any uh fun festivities for the memorial day weekend uh no no i just sat around and did nothing (laughs) good man (laughs) i got (laughs) i got my hangover on and my uh my vroom vroom on fast and furious six times You, you saw fast and furious six six times i did i saw it six times now the the earth will open up and Satan will emerge. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we get to our talk of Fast and Furious 6, which will be the next review that's going to show yeah. up in the feeds, first... Let's scale it back half. Yeah. Well, first, we have three. to divide that by two and talk about yeah. The Hangover 3, a film that... Uh, part 3, we should add. Yeah. Part 3. Uh, you know, I, we weren't exactly huge fans of The Hangover 2, which was sort of just a retread of... The Hangover One. I'd which, say that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, we we both really like The Hangover One. It, yeah. It, it it was. I mean, I'm. I don't really know anybody who's seen the first Hangover film that that isn't a fan of it. Um, yeah, I would attest seen... to that because my mom recently watched the first Hangover and thought it was like one of the funniest movies ever. <laughs> really. So. I, yeah. I yeah. It really. I have not met a single person that has disliked the first one. I was kind of skeptical too going into it because like I knew it was going to be a bunch of crass humor and like I was like oh, I'm sure it'll be funny but I didn't really expect to really have as good a time as I did uh, when I saw it so yeah um, so I was surprised which made me really excited for the Hangover too which is you know part of the reason why that was such a huge disappointment to me um, right but you know this time around I was kind of just like okay we have the third one let's watch it like I I yeah now no real expectations yeah like I I, I was. I was kind of, not excited, but I was kind of getting in the mood to see it, but I still had no expectations going in because I was like, you know, if, if this turns out to be a third retread of the first one, then I get, <laughs> yeah, we could just, get burned again. Yeah, it's just the exact same movie again. I was going to be like, okay, what the hell? But at least it would be done, right? I mean, I don't think they're going to try to go on after this one. Like, wasn't Yeah, the whole... they say they won't, but they probably will. I guess it all depends on how much money it makes, but that's uh, true. Yeah, they at least were trying to sell this as like the epic end to the saga. Right. Yeah, they're selling it as the end of the trilogy and everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah. What do you say we take a take a look at the trailer for the Hangover Part Three and then let everybody know what we thought? All right. I can't believe my daddy is dead. I can think of so many people I would rather have died first, like my mother. <laughs> Apparently, Alan's been off his meds for almost six months. Oh, God. Look at him now. We're all here to tell you about an awesome place called New Horizons. That does sound awesome. 
Alan, this is an intervention. We drive you there today, and I promise you will come back a changed man. You going, Phil? I love you, Alan. Chow stole $21 million from me. And I figure the wolf pack has the best chance of finding him. No! Doug is my insurance. Can you take Stu instead? I got this strange email. I think it might be from Chow. Fatty, I'm close by. Tell no one. Chow. This says Chow. How did you not know this was from Chow? At the time, I thought it was Chow like goodbye. You know, like Chow, Rivadurche, Papa John. Ah! Hey, fast stuff. Quick, give me some sugar. Did he just kiss him? What are you doing here? Same old, same old. Ooh, I got into cockfighting. Oh, cockfighting, that sounds wonderful. Oh, stay still, I'm trying to help! Are you out of your mind? You ready to do this? Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? Hey, Phil, kick yourself out a little bit. Alan! You get it? We can't be friends anymore. When we get together, bad things happen and people get hurt. <laughs> Yeah, that's the point. It's funny. It all ends tonight. Shut up, bitches! Oh. I believe I can fly. I love cocaine! <laughs> Cassie, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm with a customer. <laughs> She's rude. You hear that, Mom? Nobody likes you. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. All right, so the whole gang is back. Uh, Alan's not been doing too well. He's uh, not taking his medication. Everybody wants to stage a little intervention for him and take him off this place called New Horizons. On the way there, uh, you know, the trip doesn't go as they planned. Uh, they basically get attacked by a bunch of people who are looking for Chow, and now these boys have to, uh, you know, get the wolf pack back together, do what they do, uh, you know, do a bunch of shenanigans and some crazy hijinks and uh, try to find out where Chow is so that they, you know, don't get themselves in trouble with this guy who wants Chow. Uh, Carson. So, so Doug doesn't die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what did you think of this film, Carson? Uh, yeah, I mean, I actually really kind of enjoyed this movie. Like, I... I uh, I was hearing some things beforehand, like going in. It was had a had some really uh, scathing reviews on the Rotten Tomatoes, and it just all signs pointed to another uh, part two situation. And uh, I was kind of bummed out because I was hoping that this would redeem uh, everything. But um, you know what? I I I enjoyed it. Like I I was. Uh, pleasantly surprised this movie is a lot better than part two it's not as good as the first movie clearly it doesn't take uh, much to be better than part two uh, yeah yeah but uh it does not touch the level of the first and i i wasn't expecting that really but uh just as like a fun summer comedy uh i enjoyed it on that level but not really on a comedy level like i i uh i enjoyed it purely because this entry into this series completely alienates the fan base that would support it 
uh, I, I really am convinced. I don't think, and it's very evident early on in the film, actually from the moment it opens, um, this is not a comedy. Like, I, I am convinced that, you know, Todd Phillips has a, a greater, he is going for a, a greater purpose here. Like, he's more interested in making some sort of uh, almost a drama, like a, a drama mixed with a very uh, angry, dark thriller. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he has no business with the comedy, and I, and it really shows. Like I, I really didn't laugh during this movie. There was a couple of chuckles I had, uh, a couple of the lines, but the the humor feels like it's just placeholder, so that the people who came to see parts one and two and enjoyed those are there, and they can laugh at that. But really, this movie is dealing with a lot of like very like hard issues like i mean it's mental illness and yeah death and uh you know people's lives are at stakes this time and uh well, it, it felt very much like they put enough jokes into the film so that you could cut together a few trailers to convince yeah, people exactly. who are looking for the jokes so that you can rope there. the people in and be like oh yeah no hangover movie okay like this is funny yeah um yeah because i really like i to me, the comedy in this film came from the fact that it wasn't funny. Like, I <laughs> I laughed more at, like, the dramatic cues, like, the fake, like, dramatic music. Good example is, like, when Zach Galifianakis meets Melissa McCarthy's character and there's, like, cheesy romance music playing. Yeah. Um, and But, I mean, there's so many shots in this movie that are played as comedy. I feel like, like, really dark comedy, but it... I think in actuality, they're really going for drama. Like I, one of the shots that really sticks out is in the beginning when, I mean, it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailer, but when uh, Zach Galifianakis's dad, played by Jeffrey Tambor, literally like drops dead. Yeah. And the shot is, you know, Galifianakis listening to Billy Joel, <laughs> and uh, not knowing that it can't, he can't hear anyone screaming for help. Like that was really like dark. I thought. Yeah. And. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of stuff going on in this movie that, you know, like I said, people's lives are at stake. Like, they kidnap Doug. Like, who knows what they're doing to him, and people are dying. And I really like the idea of that there's no hangover this time. There's no, like, oh, we, you know, drank a lot and woke up and don't know what happened, uh, like the last two. You know, the hangover really is almost like the consequences from the first uh, movie, yeah, uh, for the first and second are rippling down to this film, and honestly, like, I I'm gonna I'm gonna flat out say it right here, like, this this story, like the way they decided to wrap everything up, like it really felt like a cohesive story, like for not planning a trilogy to begin with. Yeah, uh, I I was surprised how neatly this all came together uh, with John Goodman's character wanting to find. Uh, Mr. Chow and everything like I was surprised I was like wow this there's a lot more to this story than uh you know this movie kind of movie uh, usually deserves you know like I was kind of reminded of the first Harold and Kumar had a kind of like twisty narrative that all came together and I was like wow this is a lot more uh put together than a you know any other stoner comedy of, of recent <laughs> you know like for for that kind of movie you don't expect it to be like that all cohesive, you know, and especially this, like for a, for a series that was not conceived initially as a series, like we've seen a lot of movies that's that, you know, began as just the one movie and were not 
uh, thought to, were going to be successful. Uh, one example that comes to mind is the Pirates films. Like those are, I think, big examples of a series where they did not think it was going to spawn that many sequels. Yeah, and it shows because uh, like the story just feels like it. It does not feel like a, a whole, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was I was really surprised at this uh, how it all tied everything back together to the first movie and and whatnot. And uh, I mean, again, I just like seeing these characters. Uh, I like how they were just basically dropped into this like kind of thriller slash heist slash action dark movie. And um, whenever there were scenes that weren't going for like the placeholder humor. Uh, I mean, I was I was enjoying it. Like I I never once was sitting there going like oh like I'm trying to like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, yeah, which I walked out thinking like yeah I, I I enjoyed that a lot more than Star Trek Into Darkness. So, because I I mean just for the fact that like I wasn't trying to like it. Like I just was like yeah I really like the this different direction. I know a lot of people apparently didn't, and I was like yeah I I can see why. Uh, this one didn't make as much money as the as the last one did or the first one because I, I I really want to know like people who who love the first movie and even like the second one like what they think of this one because I feel like they wouldn't like it. Yeah, it it was interesting. Like I you know like I like I said I wasn't you know wasn't sure what to expect with this film and when I got into it like. I was, I think the best way to describe it was I was impressed by what they did with this film. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, like, Gone is the overly crass humor, um, the attempt at, like, everything has to be a joke. Like, you sacrifice story to make sure, that you, like, you're, like, in, in the second one, they were kind of just rewriting scenarios that would allow them to make jokes um, about them being in Thailand. Like, that was, like, that, that's right. what it felt or like. That, or that mimicked the first movie. Yeah, and, like... Like that, that's the one thing, like one of my big complaints about the second film was the construct of, of how everything got set in place. So in, in the first film, you know, we have, we have the one guys getting married, everybody gets drunk at the bachelor party and they lose the groom. Like that's a big deal. So the whole, the whole joke is that like, they've lost him. They have to find him. And the wife to be keeps calling and is like, where the hell is he? Like, what did you guys yeah. do with him? And that's the big thing. So when the second film came around, they still needed the three-person dynamic, so their way of making sure Doug wasn't part of the debauchery was to make him <laughs> was to make him go, "Oh, guys, I don't really want to drink too much. I'm gonna go to sleep." Yeah, he stayed so, behind like, the hotel. Yeah, like so. Literally, they're like, "Well, we need there to be just three of them because um, we don't we don't really have uh, jokes for Doug." So we'll we'll replace the wife to be with the Doug character, and he'll be the one on the phone saying, "Where the hell is everybody?" Um, in this film, like. They still needed to get back to three, but they make they make the bad guys kidnap Doug and hold him for ransom as they have to <laughs> like that was like that was what they needed for the first film like it, a, a an actual scenario that made sense why you had to separate the group. You mean the second? That's what they needed for the second. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. said the for the first film. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. The, yeah. I, I knew what you meant. Yeah. yeah for the second, because like having the son of the of Ed Helms's wife of Jamie Chung was kind of just like, why? Like uh, who cares? Yeah, they had to invent a new person to lose because yeah. that way they could still have the three, but Doug still couldn't be there because he didn't work. Yeah. With, he wasn't actually part of the wolf pack or whatever. Like, right. It, and he wasn't as integral, integral to 
like getting him back like it wasn't as like oh like it's the groom it's his wedding we have to get him back you know yeah and then like this time it's not just like oh we are all wasted and we can't remember where we put him in this film they're looking for a guy who's trying to not get caught like <laughs> it's yeah it's not just some situation where it's like oh where'd we leave him oh that's funny <laughs> i can't believe that it's literally this guy is trying to escape and they're trying to follow trails and track him down it's like catch me if you can <laughs> but but with chow <laughs> like i i just it that whole concept in general like from from the moment they had they released like the the trailers that weren't just the like look the wolf pack's back isn't this awesome like the first real trailer that actually showed that this was the basic plot line i was already kind of interested because it felt like it was going to be a real film and like what i got from the movie as a whole was like you said like this is a legitimate heist like suspense movie like there there are there are stakes characters are actually in danger not just in like oh this is gonna be funny if like whatever happens to me this is like a bunch of people actually trying to complete this mission that they have to within a certain amount of time otherwise their friend could end up killed like it's it just all, all of it worked and the the individual moments that kind of play into that you know action or suspense stuff i felt like legitimately worked like they weren't they didn't feel like just spoofing they felt like no like that's this film if i wasn't told this is the hangover and like you know it was the same guys but they weren't supposed to be those characters i would have been like oh that was a cool movie <laughs> like um, yeah so like i can totally see how people who just wanted more like dick and fart jokes and um, a bunch of people like going like oh i'm so wasted and like ed helms just yelling like oh it's this is so crazy what's happening um, yeah like i could see and, and more tigers and mike tyson and stuff yeah yeah like i could totally see um i, I could totally see that being a letdown to somebody who was going in strictly for that but like the fact is that this film is is like cleaned up a lot and then made legit with like a real story that actually has a full arc and it's not just like oh it's been two hours now we have to find the guy we, that was missing so let's just remember where we put him it's it's like a real it's a real story that actually has a beginning a middle and an end and you can actually get behind it you can follow it you can be like holy crap what's going to happen here or there um, and you can see the characters actually struggling with um, the decisions they have to make and what they have to do to try to um, make sure their friend's going to be okay yeah i mean uh i mean i agree like i i think that i think that the uh kind of like mid credits stuff that they had was almost thrown in after the fact to be like okay just to uh satiate the people who came to see like that kind of shenaniganry yeah like they wanted to make sure that, that those people left with that memory in their head right as opposed and, to yeah. everything else yeah um and, uh, I mean, the movie isn't perfect, don't get me wrong. Like, I I think uh, the character of Mr. Chow is better in small doses. Yeah. But luckily, he's kind of, he's in it, and then he kind of disappears, and then uh, he's in the end. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's, like, I, I like how they just made him, like, the worst person ever, though. Like, <laughs> Like, it, stuff that he did just kept getting worse and worse. And for some reason, like, I, I guess it was just a joke to, to see how how badly they could piss off PETA. Because a lot of animals die in this movie. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, I will say that, that uh, 
that first little uh, mini heist that they pull off at the Mexican mansion. Yeah. Was not expecting the uh, the reversal there. No, I I was not either. I was <laughs> I, I was, was like, totally, oh, I, was, I should have expected that. <laughs> I was expecting like, I was expecting it to be like Mike Tyson or something. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect like when they came back. I didn't expect like John Goodman to be like, yeah, like this happened. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and Mr. Chow killed my dogs. <laughs> Uh, good times. I, uh, I did laugh pretty hard, though, when they were trying to disable the uh, alarm system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I got light gray. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, but that stuff like that, though, was not hangover kind of humor. Yeah, it, that was it, like it, it was just more of silly little joke things thrown in here or there to, yeah, to like, add a little bit of humor sprinkled throughout. The, the hangover humor is when they cut back to Bradley Cooper and... Galifianakis, and he's just like, "Where'd you get that shirt, Diesel? Like Diesel store? Like that? That felt more like, yeah, we put the placeholder humor. Yeah, yeah. Anytime yeah. like Alan is doing his normal, like he's awkward. Yeah, um, it's his normal shtick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I think the movie ultimately is about growing up and coming to, you know. Well, I mean, they're all grown up, so more more about maturity. Yeah. It's more about Alan trying to grow up, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, I actually, in the end, realizing that they're all just, they all have the, the demon inside them, as Ed Helms said in the second one. Yeah. Well, he, he definitely gets his chance to have some more demons at the end of the film. <laughs> uh, I do. Honestly, though, at the rate it was going, I thought they, Mr. Chow was just going to kill them all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe he does though i mean who's to say we don't we don't want to we don't want to spoil it i don't know maybe he does that post credit stinger um but yeah i, I don't know i i don't have a whole lot more to say about this film do you have anything specific uh no not really yeah, yeah i mean i i think it, clearly we both had a lot of fun with this film uh just i think what they were going for worked for us and i think that you know, there are some people out there who wanted more of The Hangover 2 for some reason, um, or maybe even more of The Hangover 1, and weren't really prepared for this to be, like, a semi-serious film, as you said. Like, it, I mean, it's not it's not like it's getting to, to dark enough territory, like, um, you know, some other more super serious films, but it definitely deals with things where, like, the characters feel what's happening, whether or not you reach the level of what they're experiencing you can still tell that those characters are dealing with decisions that have to be made that are actually important to them yeah i mean they're dealing with issues that aren't funny yeah yeah y even if they try to make them funny yeah all right well uh what do you say we just get to our verdicts then for this film carson if you were gonna put this on a must-see recommend with a caveat wait for rental pass with a caveat or must avoid what would you give it uh, I would give it a recommend. I think that if you enjoyed the first one but were was burned by the second one, then I think you're gonna you you might get some enjoyment out of this one just for the fact that it's a complete departure uh, from the formula. If you were like a fan of both, or I mean, I don't know. It just, it really depends on like what how you approach this movie or and whatnot. Like I think uh, depending on the person. They're either going to come out of this movie liking it or they're going to be really disappointed. 
Um, so I think that's really the caveat is that like, I guess if you're the guy who liked the hangover two and was just expecting part three to be <laughs> another, you know, night before the wedding or whatever, uh, you will be sorely mistaken. Yeah. I, I think that the people who have asked me so far, I've basically said, um, you know, it, it's, it's good. It's not, it's not super funny, but it's actually a legit story. And uh, I was kind of impressed by what they tried to do and, and how they tied it back into everything. So, yeah. like, I have to give it a recommend just simply for that in general. I mean, obviously, some people, the big caveat is that if you're expecting just, just really, really crass humor and a bunch of gross-out scenes and, like, stuff that's just, like, you you are trying to, like find a moment where you can just be super juvenile and enjoy that and then go back to your normal life. Like this is not the film that's going to help you do that. Um, but if you just want to like see a film that you can actually like think about and go like, wow, like I really like what they tried to do, then uh, you should enjoy the hangover part three. Yeah. I mean, I think we both can say that we liked it because it wasn't like a hangover movie. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it had it had the nuances of the characters that 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 you were able to or that I was able to pick up on on and enjoy from the previous film. Like it was enough of the Hangover films to resemble those characters, but yeah. it was a big enough departure to make it like it's really its own thing. Um, obviously, that stands upon what came for it, but does it its own thing in enough of a way that you're just like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot better than part two. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, that is the end of our review of The Hangover Part 3. Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Cool. People can find me over at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. And uh, you can also find there our review of... What was the other movie we were reviewing? Uh, it just fell out of my head. Fast Six. Fast Six. Fast and right. Furious Six. That one or just Furious hit. Six, whatever the hell it's called. It blew by my brain. I couldn't pick up on it. <laughs> uh, like too much nitrous oxide or something. Uh, um, you've been sniffing too much NOS, dude. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can get that review in the feed after this one. You can follow us on Twitter to figure out when all these episodes go live at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning. Or you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to The Hangover Part 3. So hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, that's it. So thanks for joining me, Carson. Yep, thank you for having me. And uh, now we got to go hop in our cars and do a little racing and... Uh, Ride or die. <laughs> Ride or die. Drive it like you stole it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we will see you guys. <laughs> Wrong movie, sir. <laughs> That's right. We'll see, we will see you guys in just a moment. Gotta get a new catchphrase.